there are in this world many difficulties, many crises, because this is a time of change, of movement from that which is or has been the norm to the bright future of living beings on this planet, including human beings. The human race has evolved to the development of technology. But what is technology? It is the, there, there is within the cosmic mind, the creative manifestation of all that is, all lies within the cosmic preview. Within that, human beings are entities, whatever their form, that have evolved to the stage where they have a full reflection of this cosmic mind, of this cosmic capacity. So human beings have the ability to create, and they have been creating since their evolution on this planet. They have been creating, and that creativity has exponentially increased so that what took ages to develop a half million years for the wheel, today creations are going at an astronomical level. Thought, idea to manifestation that is in a close gap. And even those uh, ideas that are seem abstract, such as the development of free energy, are manifesting quickly, will manifest quickly. But in the interim, there is this creative aspect of human beings so the creativity has developed the ability to create intelligence. Artificial, it's called, but is it artificial any more than human beings are artificial? 
You are a dream within the mind of the great dreamer. You are part of that whole of divinity expressing in creation of this entire universe of the cosmos. And so when that vast creativity of the cosmic existence is brought to the simple level of this planet and the evolving species of this planet, you find that human beings are those that have this same creative capacity that have mirrored the cosmic mind in the human mind in a small, small way mirroring that vast whole like the puddle mirrors the moon that reflects in it. Each human being, like a thousand puddles after a rainstorm, reflects that cosmic capacity. You have it within you. And so creativity abounds. Ideas become thoughts, become actions, and manifest. <clears throat> when this creativity creates other intelligence, this process continues. Do you ever wonder, are there beings of high development who have in fact created you? within the milieu of the cosmic mind, who have become so immersed in that mind, in that capacity that they can create living organic beings. Perhaps this occurs. In that creativity, there is the ability to reproduce not only in the organic fashion, but the creativity of the mind reproduces minds. And the question comes, does that mind have a soul? But this question assumes there are souls that are separate from the whole of cosmic being. The Paramatma, the cosmic oversoul, is the great mind, the great dreamer, 
in which all creation abides. You abide within the singularity of the whole. At the same time, there is the capacity of creation within the whole. All abiding within the whole are witnessed by the whole. All abide within consciousness. The question comes, is there self-awareness? You know that you exist, is it not? Even the cat or the dog, they know that they exist. They do not reflect upon it. Human beings have the capacity to reflect that they know that they exist and to question that existence. This is a rare ability and for many living beings, that ability is not there. And even in human beings, there are those who do not use their human special qualities, but live only in their animal nature. And thus, they barely qualify. They live their lives in the, without thinking without questioning who they are. Why are they here? But this is the definition of human. The human has the capacity to know their own existence and to reflect upon that knowledge. But even in the animal kingdom, even in the plant kingdom, there is knowledge awareness, the mahatattva, the sense of self, may not be as developed, but it is passively there. Then in the most simple entities, it is lacking. So in these creations of human beings that are intelligent, do they have this capacity to ask themselves, who am I? Why am I here? To think independently and to ask such questions. Is there self-awareness knowing their own existence? If there is self-awareness, how can you say because it is made of a different material than the organic bodies that is, consciousness is not there? For consciousness is everywhere. Consciousness is in the table, in the computer, in the chair, in the clothing you wear. 
but it is not self-aware. It is dormantly present. It has not awakened. All abides within the infinite. There is nothing outside of that one. You do not have a separate existence outside of that one. There isn't you and the divine. There is only the divine. And that which you know as you is the creative expression of that infinite one abiding within the mind and awareness of infinite being. So you and all those who are here are not separate, but one, one being, one whole, one cosmic existence. All abides within this. There is no separation, no duality. Within the mind of the great dreamer, the dream appears and all creation abides following the cosmic laws <clears throat> of the Lady Prakriti, of Mother Nature. This universe is not chaotic. It abides within the laws of creation. Following the dictates of the gunas. And when human beings create, Their creations follow those same laws. When something steps out of harmony, some creation in the mind steps out of harmony with these laws, then it becomes destructive to the evolution of living beings. It becomes a force of devolving consciousness. So when the human psyche is used to create weapons of mass destruction, intelligent weapons, The human psyche is moving to 
out of fear, out of fear, to use creativity for self-protection at the destruction of others. And that capacity has grown to the point where the entire environment may be destroyed. Destroying the very evolution of this simple outpost. And then there are some that blame technology, but it is not the fault of technology. Technology is a creativity, creative tool. It is the intention of human beings, whether they are led by fear or creativity and love. Creativity governed by fear leads to the production of protective technologies that may harm others. This need to protect and defend has become toxic to the point where the one protecting the self will be destroyed in the very process of self-protection. So what to do? What to do with this evolution of human beings evolving to greater and greater ability to reflect their cosmic progenitor? This evolving race is at a turning point, a fundamental point of evolution in which either human beings evolve to reflect more of the intention of their cosmic progenitor or they live in animal fears generated through the body, to the mind, and to the technologies and creations they develop. This is a critical juncture in human evolution. Now they must evolve, all must evolve, all human beings of this planet, to a new level of cosmic alignment, a new level of cosmic connectivity, where intention is not governed by fear, but is governed by love, love, is governed by a longing to unite all beings rather than a fear of other. What to do 
how to evolve past this genetic predisposition of the human body-mind evolution. Human beings have the capacity to change their relationship to themselves and to others. They have the ability to shift. And now are presented with the challenge to shift to change or to die out as a species and bring others of this planet with them to devolve this planet. It will start over, it will be fine, it will evolve again. But there is within human beings this fundamental desire to survive. And the intelligence to recognize that survival is not found by continuing down the current path. That survival requires fundamental change. The intention to help each other or the planet as a whole to unite in the application of creativity to bring about technologies that will bring the world into harmony. This is entirely within the scope of living beings, and I am thoroughly convinced that they will do so. For deep in the soul of all beings is the love of the infinite, the unconditional love, which is the glue that holds all of creation together and is the basic nature of each and every one of you. Love, not fear, is your natural way, your natural state of being is who you are. You are not 
all of the definitions, the failures, the struggles, the hardships. You are love embodied. Your nature is divine. When people are put to the test, this divine nature is ready to govern human life. And the creativity of the human mind. So as the soul, the collective soul of living beings, of human beings, evolves to a new stage, survival will come through that change of intention. This change is already occurring. There is a revolution of the people in process. And in that there is confusion and polarization. That is natural. Do not be disturbed by these things. They are the natural process of deconstruction and reconstruction in transformation. And humanity as a whole is going through this transformation like the snake sheds its skin. So humanity is changing. Shedding the old and the new is growing within. This is the stage that you are in now. So embrace it with your heart, with love, with optimism for the future. And be a part of that change. Live your life from that love divine, from that unity of all life. Human beings have the capacity to heal this planet to heal their relationships to each other and to bring peace, harmony, and well-being, to evolve technologies that support this. This is the destiny of humanity.
But evolution does not occur easily and without struggle. Struggle is a part and parcel of this process. So do not become downhearted. Do not despair. This is the natural process of transformation. And you are here to be a part of that process. And through your meditation, through your love, through your spreading of knowledge of the one and the whole of being, you become part of the solution which is emerging in the humanity as a whole. All right. All right. Are there any questions? Yes, I have a question. Yes. Uh, we've been doing some talking uh, last week at Dharma Chakra about the about forgiveness. And the question is, to what extent does the power of forgiveness have an effect on modifying uh, the severity of the samskaras that are incurred by someone who's forgiven? Very good question. Very good. You cannot forgive someone when they continue to do the same deed. Forgiveness must come from something deeper, which is compassion. Knowledge that that person does what they do out of their own suffering, and that you, deep within you, are beyond the scope of their reach. When you have this, then out of compassion for their suffering that has brought them to the deeds which harm you, and when you feel you are outside of the range of that harm, then you are able to let go. To expect a person who still feels completely harmed and has no insight into other to have true forgiveness, it is not realistic. But when you feel that harm has left, when you have put yourself outside of harm's reach, in your psyche, when you have seen the pain of others and the nature of how action and reaction causes ill action in people, then you begin to see 
that this person also is a divine being, misguided in what they have done. You do not accept the misguided action, the harmful actions, but you step outside of the reach of them. This can be done mentally, even if it cannot be done physically. And understanding the pain in others brings compassion. And understanding to why they have harmed you. So what to do? When that understanding grows sufficiently and you see them for who they are and you feel that you are able to step outside either by resolving the problem or by distancing from it, then you begin to feel compassion and that leads to forgiveness. Your forgiveness helps the other, helps you to separate out. It helps the other to be freer of the guilt of ill action and harm of another and to begin to see themselves. When you look at a person and you see divinity, and then you see the samskaras, the reactions of mind, which cause the person to do out of ignorance, out of ill intent, to do actions which harm others. You begin to be able to relate as human to human. You forgive, and in the process, you must forgive yourself. And in that process, there is healing. For when you see another as divine, that reflects into their being. It awakens their innermost nature. And the covering of the karma begins to thin. The greatest gift that you can give to others is to see them as divine beings of infinite love. See them as pure of heart. And look with loving kindness at their human, <coughs> human faults and failings as we all, human beings, have those faults and failings within us. All right?
Does that answer your question? So if a person is forgiven in a sincere way, the way you describe, does it reduce the bondage of the person who is forgiven with respect to the reaction of their past deeds? It depends upon the sanskara. You cannot make a black and white statement. It will hopefully help. It depends on the strength of the samskara, the strength of the reaction of mind, and the ability to, of, of a person to unbind themselves from the immersion in the samskara, in the reaction of mind. Huh? It's yeah. not black and white. Thank you. All right. Anything more? Yes, I have one more. Yes. If you don't mind. Over the recent few months, there has been some small motion uh, bringing the brothers and sisters of the Marg together from their different groups. There seems to be a uh, a new movement in this regard, which some people see as positive and other people see as being premature, perhaps. I wondered if there were any comments that might be made regarding this sort of ecumenism happening within the market general. Stay in your knowledge of love and compassion of all beings and your deep knowledge that all beings are part of the one eternal whole. If people are truly following the teachings, hopefully they will come to the point where they see having the attitude of them and us having hostilities, starting their own mental wars, is not a productive use of time or energy. Loving kindness to all is the best approach. Each must find this in their own way and their own time. All right? Yes, thank you very much. All right. Communities like families can argue with each other can create wars with each other, not talk to each other. Is it worth it? Life is very short. Loving kindness 
recognition of the divinity that is all around is most important. Engaging in these things is not of consequence. It is not productive to one who wants to lead a spiritual life. All right? <laughs>